0: The following comes from the book Pilgrim's Path, a collection of excerpted letters of Hazur Maharaj to various disciples. Remember the Supreme Father and repeat His holy name as often as you can, day and night, whether it be only for a minute or two at a time, and then you will secure greater help and assistance from above. today on Spiritual Awakening Radio Simran practice including readings from a book called The Light of Ajab some Q&A from The Light of Ajab on Simran practice remembering God by repeating his name or various names various sacred names of God Simran or the prayer of the name is practicing the presence of God to use a phrase from Brother Lawrence of the Resurrection. It's a very broad open to all that is sort of approach to invoking the positive power. A few years back I read this article that purported to be a kind of scientific study of prayer which said that ego-directed specific prayers tend to be weak and remain unanswered. O oh Lord, at 3.15, may this certain thing happen, this certain sequence of events happen. Usually that kind of prayer is fairly doomed because it attenuates the divine flow, turns it down to a trickle. Whereas the open-ended thy will be done, open to all that is kind of prayer is very powerful, is not ego-directed but is simply invoking the positive power. Thy will be done. An openness to the divine will, the divine plan. That is the very definition of Simran. When one repeats God's name, the answer to one's prayer is God himself. (laughs) history of Simran practice in the Sant tradition the path of the masters or way of the saints the many names of the one nameless God the nameless God has been given many names over the centuries these are countless there are countless divine names used as mantras or sacred words for divine remembrance in the various schools of spirituality in the Dadu. Pont, the path founded by Saint Dadu Dayal of Rajasthan that sacred name of God at the highest level the most high name of God is Satya Ram the name Ram was very frequently mentioned in all the hymns of Kabir and Sant Namdev and other classic saints of India some receive a single name Others a longer guru mantra phrase at the time of their initiation into the meditation practice. Some are given the five names, or Panch Nam, consisting of five holy names. These are revealed at the time of initiation into Sant meditation, inner light and sound. Srit Shab Yoga these same five names have been used for centuries in certain branches of the Sant tradition, associated with Kabir and especially Sant Dharam Das, Darya Sahib of Bihar, Tulsi Sahib of Hathras, Sant Radhaswami Sahib of Agra, and of course Baba Jamail Singh. Others have been given five Sufi or Persian sounding names of God at the time of their initiation. These five Sufi names have the same essential meaning as the five Indian names used in some forms of Saint-Mont. And as with the Indian names, they correspond to five inner regions or heavenly realms. It's interesting to to notice that in one of the Jewish Gnostic paths of antiquity, a group known as the Sethians... There was also a five-named or panch-nam mantra approach only with five Hebrew names that turned up in those Coptic language texts of Egypt known as the Nag Hammadi Library. Those names were also sacred divine passwords and were associated with certain heavenly regions. Others are given the name of the Most High God, Radhaswami meaning soul lord or lord of the soul, associated with the eighth heaven beyond the seven heavens to be used in Simran practice along one's journey through all of the various states and stages within during meditation. A few Sant Mat lineages use a two-syllabled sacred word revealed at the time of initiation, In other words, the sacred words vary. The Simran names vary from lineage to lineage. God has been given many names. In the classic bhajans and bani's of the Sants of India appear numerous names of God. One can read verses of mystic poetry or hymns exhorting devotees to repeat many names of the nameless God. Repeat the name of Ram, Repeat the name of Radhaswami, repeat the name of Hari, repeat the name Govinda, repeat the name of Vitala. repeat the name who. Many names have been used. But the true spirit of Simran practice is love. Simran is a term which means, literally, remembrance. A spiritual practice of remembering or being mindful of God by repeating or chanting various sacred names or one very special name of God. Devotees sing or chant various names for God. Higher spiritually and more within is the practice of manasjap, Simran, the mental repetition of God's name or names with the tongue of thought. In other words, chanting names of God within one's mind. Its starting point is further within and it takes you further within than names spoken or sung with the tongue. The saints have always placed much greater emphasis upon mental Simran over vocal chant. There is, however, more to Simran than the repeating of sacred divine words. Simran is a spiritual exercise that must be approached with the right attitude, the right spirit, for one's intent determines how successful the practice will be and what effect it will have upon one's consciousness, the consciousness of the one doing the Simran. Your intent seems to be reflected back to you. For instance, if your repetition of names is kind of a mechanical, lifeless, heartless, repetitive practice that you do going through the motions kind of a dry experience. Guess what your meditation shall be like dry mechanical lifeless right back. You know, the intent takes you to that place that is your goal or focus. Simran has never been intended to be a dry or lifeless mantra practice. The path of the saints is a bhakti path, a path of love and devotion for the Supreme Being. Thus, the true masters have always instructed their students to repeat God's name with love and devotion, as a lover calling out to one's beloved, the Lord of Love. And that approach to Simran takes you to a whole different realm of the cosmos than the dry Heartless, mechanical, going through the motions, phoning it in approach to Simran. A whole different dimension. It's interesting. Intent is everything on this path. As it says in the Spiritual Seeker's Guide, without love or bhakti, it is difficult to concentrate at the spirit pole. Sant Dadu Dayal. Says, Repeat the name of your beloved, day and night, again and again. With care and thought, word and deed, you will cross to the other shore. (laughs) Guru Kabir said, Keep your mind ever engrossed in the name of the Lord as the lover's mind is ever engrossed in his beloved. He never forgets her for a single moment. Through the day and night he remembers her. Happiness rests in ever-repeated Simran. Happiness rests in ever-repeated Simran. Sorrow and suffering is removed by Simran. Kabir declares with utmost force and clarity, practice this Simran and be one with the Supreme Lord. What then is the practice of the name? It is a form of interior prayer by which a person learns to keep his or her attention always in the Supreme Lord in every circumstance and situation, at all moments, through the day and night. It is a form of inner remembrance that leads to a heightened awareness beyond the limitations of the physical world and the portals of death. Through meditation upon the name, or Nam Bhakti, one learns to draw one's attention away from the outer world. As Sant Namdev once said, always be in rapport with the Supreme Lord and enjoy true contentment. This is the state of ineffable serenity. There is no peace except in the name of the Supreme Lord. Meditate on it with one-pointed attention. Experience the state of superconsciousness, where the Lord's love surges and you will see your own form in each particle of the creation. Unama, the Lord will make the pupil of your eye his home and your eye will expand to contain the entire universe. The practice of mentally chanting or repeating names of God is done, of course, as the beginning... Of meditation practice, but it's also a practice which should be done during opportune moments throughout the day and the evening to refocus, to recenter, to practice the presence of God. We can change our consciousness, we can change the state we're in by repeating these sacred names. The repetition of the holy names is the truest spiritual technique. An uninterrupted inner repetition of the holy names given by the living master has to be practiced daily with love, devotion, and one-pointed attention. One thereby transcends one's body and is transported ultimately to the realms of light. The repetition develops into an ever-going spontaneous process and one catches the unceasing inner music which takes one to its source and reveals God face to face. One is therefore exhorted to search daily for the source of this unstruck music. Whatever one does and wherever one happens to be, one is asked to be a sacrifice unto his name. ...and to have ardent longing to behold Him and hear His voice. The repetition of sacred names leads to a higher name. A name that's not an alphabetical name... ...but the divine music. A divine sound current. The audible life stream. The music of God. A higher kind of name... A name that chants itself, that reverberates in the heavens, music of the spheres. Saint dadu Dayal. From within the indwelling Lord himself tells me the repetition of my name alone is true. All else is delusion. The name The essential truth of the three worlds alone is efficacious, O Dadu. With discrimination repeat it exclusively day and night, O mind. At every breath be devoted to it, and thy beloved will meet thee one day. Repetition is the path leading to bliss, thus hath the Master explained. BE DEDICATED TO GOD MOMENT BY MOMENT, EVEN IF THOU ART TO LOSE THY LIFE. NO OTHER WAY IS THERE TO SUPPORT THE SELF. WHO IS THAT ILL-FATED ONE PREACHING SOME OTHER MEANS? WITHOUT THE NAME, TELL ME. WHERE CAN ONE FIND A FOOTHOLD, ASKETH DADU? LET NOT THE NAME BE SEPARATED FOR A MOMENT FROM WITHIN THY HEART, O DADU. Millions have been purified by repeating God's name alone. Be dedicated to God while the body is in good condition, else later on when the body and mind are worn out, thou shalt repent, saith Dadu. The whole world is full of poison. Rarely is someone free from it, O Dadu. He alone will be free from poison who is steeped in the name of the Supreme Lord. Repeat the name with the pang of separation and sing its glory with love and devotion. Fix thy mind in repetition with joy and dedication, O Dadu. While speaking or listening, giving or talking, eating or drinking, repeat the name of God at all times. Repeat the name of God at all times, O Dadu. Thus shalt the Self rest in the inner lotus. Why Mat masters teach that repeating simran words, mantras, manas, jap, is best done mentally? Why do we insist on mentally repeating sacred names? A mental chant done with the tongue of thought. This is from Swami Vyasanand's book, The Inward Journey of the Soul. Swami vyasanand comes from a wisdom tradition of Tulsi sahib and Maharishi Mehi providing a lot of very valuable clarity when i started reading these books of Maharishi Mehi and uh, Swami Sant and Swami Akutanand and Sri Bhagrath baba such clarity why why are the teachings as they are here the, here's the reasons for those teachings and you know reason logic explaining such clarity such beauty Swami Vyasanand, practitioners obtain results of mantra recitation according to their mind's stillness and concentration. The method of recitation that produces deep concentration is better and yields superior results. Sants or spiritual masters state that murmuring qualitatively has ten times more focusing power than out loud recitation or japa. Breath recitation japa yields a hundred times more concentration than upanshu or murmuring. Manas japa or mental chanting on the other hand creates one thousand times more concentration than breath recitation japa. Mental Japa or Simran, Manas Jap is on the same platform as meditation or concentrated focus. Therefore efficiency of mantra japa is determined by the intensity of concentration unquote. So Swami Vyasanan Baba is saying that mental Simran is far more powerful, concentrates the mind far more powerful is far more powerful than verbal chant or semi-verbal chant or mantra timed with breath. It's more potent leading to superior results. It's more of an altered state of consciousness. You know, it takes you further within. It's It's starting place is further within you know, in the mind, not out in the the world of the five senses not a, a vocal cord kind of thing in the outer world but its starting point is already in the mind and is facing godwards if you will, the intent is going in a god direction from that inward point manas jap, mental chant or repetition explained by Swami Vyasanand my name is James Bean. You're hearing Spiritual Awakening Radio. After the break, we'll explore some Q and A from Sant The Light of Ajib, a great book from a chapter all about Simran practice. Simran, remembering God by repeating His names or name, a sacred name of God. Stay tuned for more Spiritual Awakening Radio after this break. Spiritual Awakening Radio the technique, the spiritual exercise of repeating various sacred names, names of God, to practice the presence of God to remember God wherever we are someone called the Q&A sessions of Sant G found in various editions of Sant Bonnie magazine over the years creating several PDF files. The Light of Ajabe, Volume 1, The Light of Ajabe, Volume 2, and so on. So what I did was combine all of those PDF files into one single, much larger PDF file called The Light of Ajabe. All of those volumes combined together and uploaded it to the Internet Archive, the Library of the Internet. Finding a lot of wisdom, a lot of valuable Q&A there about, especially meditation practice. Some readings from The Light of Jabe. Question. When the Simran is constant, if the attention doesn't go up, what should I do? Santji, you should keep doing your Simran. Definitely Simran will help you to rise above. Question when we're doing bhajan or listening to the inner sound it is often said that to listen to the sound from the right side but not to follow the sound what does this mean? Satji in our within there are only two ways or two paths one is of the negative power and the other is of the positive or dial power the merciful power Just as the sounds of the positive power are coming within us on the right side, in the same way the negative power is also playing his instruments on the left side. He is trying to copy the sounds of the positive power, and he is playing the same sounds. That is why it is said that you should only listen to the sounds coming from the right side. As far as following the sound is concerned, you should not follow the sound. Instead, you should keep doing your Simran. If you do your Simran, then the sound current will pull your soul up by itself. That's why it is said that you should not follow the sound, but you should let the sound pull you up. And you can do that by doing Simran and rising above. By following the sound, many times our concentration breaks. And again, we have to start from the very beginning. The sound itself has the attraction to pull the soul up just as there is attraction with the magnet and it pulls the iron towards itself by itself. In the same way shabbed has the attraction and that shabd or sound pulls or attracts the soul towards himself by himself. Just to interject a comment. Uh, Santji here is not saying do the Simran repetition of names at the same time you are listening to the inner sound, but rather, by doing a lot of Simran in your life, in your meditation practice, this prepares the ground, the foundation. So by the time you switch to inner sound meditation, you're at a good place to not be distracted, but to have a very good meditation. In the sant tradition, one begins meditation by the repetition of sacred names. And one can also behold or contemplate the inner light and continue maintaining the repetition of sacred names or words. But with the sound, one ceases to do the simran and switches to just listening to the sound. The sound is a higher nam, a higher name. The sound becomes our mantra, so to speak. So we switch from Simran to Bhajan, or hearing the inner sound. But Simran is the foundation. Spending a lot of time doing Simran makes it possible to get to the inner sound. Santji, All the dear ones should read Sant Bhani magazine in which the answers to all these questions have been explained very well. Question, Santji, when doing meditation, when doing Simran and the bad thoughts come, sometimes it's easier to control them when you say the Simran faster or concentrate more on it. But when doing Bhajan and the bad thoughts come, it's more difficult to control them. What should I do? Santji, always when you are sitting for Simran, you should do much Simran, so much Simran. ...that you control all of your thoughts and you don't have any problem with the thoughts... ...then when you sit for bhajan, you won't have any thoughts. Before sitting for bhajan, you should do so much simran... ...in your simran practice that these thoughts will not trouble you during bhajan. Actually, all the satsangis should not think that they will do simran or that they are supposed to do simran only at the time when they sit for meditation. They should always be doing Simran when they are walking or doing their worldly works. By doing Simran, at these other times, we can easily perfect our Simran, and in that way, we won't have any lacking in Simran. Question. Sometimes in order to make it easier to do Simran, I listen internally to the sounds of the words. Sometimes I think of the spelling and things like that. And I, and I was wondering if that's all right. Sanji, when you are thinking about how the Simran is spelled, or how it sounds, why don't you spend all that time in doing Simran instead? Satsangis have to work hard only for a few days in perfecting their Simran. And afterwards, it starts coming by itself. Question. Last year when I came here, the Simran was perfected by the time I left this retreat. And I was going really good for about six months until everything started hitting me. One thing after another in the Western world. The Simran starts fading out and gradually just fades and fades and fades and... It's very, very hard to pick up again. So coming back here, we need that to get us back on the road again. Santji, when the Satsangis go back from here, they go back strong because they get a lot of love from here. And even the people whom they meet also feel that. They also see that. And many people have written about that. Sanji here is referring to... The benefits of these occasional spiritual retreats or satsang weekends or meditation gatherings, meditation camps, if you will, or spiritual retreats, how you can recharge your spiritual batteries and uh, it is easier for a while, for a certain amount of time anyway, before that influence starts to fade. And then, of course, it may be time for another retreat at some point down the line in the future, you know, another group meditation. It's interesting, mat is a solitary practice of meditating alone at home, but sometimes we need that group work too, that group meditation or a spiritual retreat or the occasional satsang. A certain amount of community is required, even if the primary focus is a solitary one of meditating at home. You're hearing Spiritual Awakening Radio. Stay tuned for more after these messages. to more readings from these Q&A sessions with Santji from the book The Light of Ajayb. Q&A about meditation practice following the path of the masters. And that includes the spiritual technique of Simran, remembering God, practicing the presence of God by repeating various sacred names of God. Santji, while doing Simran, and meditating, should you try to fix your gaze or should you let it fix itself? Ji? if you will do constant Simran, your gaze will be fixed by itself. But in the beginning, you should fix your attention in between the two eyes. In the beginning, we need to fix our gaze between and behind the two eyebrows. Because in the beginning, our attention is inclined toward the lower sense organs. But when we gradually continue doing constant Simran, our gaze will automatically start fixing itself there, by itself. At the third eye, in other words. Santji, before getting initiation and becoming satsangis, most people don't even know that their soul and mind are tied together at this point, the seat of the soul, the third eye. They don't even know how they have come down from their original seat, how they have spread in the lower parts of the body and in the world, and how they can bring them back to their seat by doing the Simran given by the Master. That is why we need to fix our attention there in the beginning." A fascinating observation about how human beings... Lose their soul in a sense, lose their attention. We look out away from ourselves into the world of the five senses. We're always looking away from ourselves, and the energy of the soul is dissipated, is drained away, is spread out all over in the physical world, in the world of the five senses. And so focusing at the seat of the soul the third eye center is the reversal of that process we concentrate at a single point and when we start to have a successful meditation we can feel that shift the outer world recedes and everything comes to a single pointed focus at the third eye once again Sanji You should try to fix your attention in between the two eyes. Often I say that the practices of saint Mat seem difficult in the beginning, but later on they do not seem so difficult because they are not. We spend our life only in doing the practices of the beginning, and we always remain there without progressing forward. This is only because we do not do enough Simran. Now, there are some people who do enough Simran, but they are not taking care of their lives. They are not looking at how pure they are in their lives. So we need to do both of these things. We need to develop perfect Simran, and we also need to introspect our life. We need to see what did we lose today, and what did we receive today, in that way, we should always keep an account of our day-to-day life and what we have done in all these days. And we should do Simran as well. Only in that way can we progress. Unquote. Only in that way can we progress spiritually. This is an interesting observation by Sant Ji That... The Path of the Masters is fairly holistic here as presented because it's not only about perfecting our meditation going within but to spiritualize our outer life too. I am convinced based on being around for a few years that there are some in the world of Santmont that have come to a view and this is sort of a call trap an illusion that can easily be something that someone comes up with on their own along the way. I am convinced that there are some that believe because they hear the sound, that the sound will take their karma away, and so therefore nothing else matters. Chaos, you know, how we treat other people in the world, what goes on in our day-to-day life, doesn't matter because of the sound. That takes or reduces the karma. I think there are people that operate that way. I really do. Now, not as extreme as with the Western light and sound, you know, meat shabda paths that teach surat shab yoga meditation, but also advocate unethical behavior, plagiarizing texts, you know, altering texts, eating meat, taking intoxicants. You know, nothing matters. It's not to that extreme. You know, where you can have uh, total. Chaos and advocate chaos um, and unethical behavior uh, and think the sound will come and clean up after you. Perhaps not to that extreme as those Western light and sound heretical, you know, kind of paths that have uh, focused just on the sound and tried to divorce it from God, ethics, and spirituality. Uh, But I think that is a mistake. That even in the in the Saint-Mot world people can make that the outer world doesn't matter how we treat other people or what goes on in the outer world doesn't matter because the sound will just clean up after us take our karma away and therefore we don't really need to care all that much i i think that is a view that some have i do so this is a very important paragraph from santji about introspecting our day-to-day life what goes on from day to day as well as perfecting our meditation practice. Both of those things go together. And so we focus within, find the bliss within and some of that bliss, that glow, that light should shine a little bit into our outer life too. A little bit of heaven, a little pocket of heaven, a little pocket of serenity surrounding our particular atmosphere, you know, around our lives. You're hearing Spiritual Awakening Radio. Stay tuned for more coming up after this short break. ¶¶ commentary today based on this Q&A session or many Q&A sessions actually to be found in the book The Light of Ajayb. Before sitting all of you should first make sure to take up a position in which you can sit for a long period. Once you sit for meditation and start doing it you should not try to move your body says Santji. Question. Will just moving one little finger pull us back down when we start meditating? I have fears about this. I'll be sitting there and then realize my finger has moved or something and that it will bring me back down. Santji. Just now I said that you should take up such a position in which you don't feel the need of moving after you have started your meditation Because this is true that when you are sitting for meditation and even if a little part of your body is moving or has moved, all of your attention, if it goes to that part of the body, will come down from the eye center and you will have to start from the beginning. That is why always before starting the meditation, I remind all of you that you should sit without the need for moving your body and also do constant Simran. Just briefly commenting, it's certainly true that when you put someone in a cave, a darkened room, a quiet, dimly lit room, that it's so easy to notice ordinary things, right? A little sliver of light becomes noticeable in a darkened room. A little tiny drip of a faucet all of a sudden sounds like an enormous body of water in the silence of the night. We become, in that sensory deprivation situation, so keenly aware of the running commentary of the mind, our monkey mind. All of those thoughts, all of a sudden, are so loud. They were drowned out in the busyness of the day, the noise of the five sense world coming at us from all directions. but. In that silence, all of a sudden our thoughts are so loud and one little tiny movement is such a noticeable thing. That's why we need to do Simran and perfect our Simran practice. So we can change the state we're in and not be so susceptible to being distracted during meditation practice. Santji, dear ones, this is the path of faith and you can have real faith only when you go within. When we go within and when we see the glory of the Master in our within, only then do we get real faith in Him, and only then do we realize the importance of the feet of the Master and the importance of the dust of the feet of the Master. We have respect for the outer dust of the feet of the Master also, because if we do not get the outer dust of the Master's feet, we do not get the devotion, and we do not get the yearning, the longing for the inner dust of the Master's feet. When after doing Simran, we collect our scattered thoughts and come to the eye center only then we realize the glory, the real glory of the Master. Since we are living in the physical plane right now, and we are working through the physical body, that is why we see the form of the Master in the physical body. When we remove this physical vessel and go into the within and start working in the astral plane and through the astral body there we see the astral form of the master. Similarly, when we withdraw from the astral plane and go to the causal plane, there we see the causal form of the master because at that time, we are also working through the causal body. Our soul right now, on our soul right now, we have three covers. One is physical, the second is astral, and the third is causal. It is just like a cage within a cage within a cage. And when we remove all these covers, only then we are able to go within. When we take our soul to Daswan Dwar, the tenth door, at that place we get the real dust of the feet of the Master, which removes all our karmas from our previous lives. And once we get the dust from the Master's feet at the tenth door, then we are truly liberated. Then we don't have to come back into this world, unquote, says Santji In The Light of jabe, a several hundred page book of Q&A covering a multitude of topics all about Simran, meditation practice, proper practice of Simran, and following the way of the saints, the path of the masters. You can access this book by going to archive.org archive.org and in the search box there if you type in the light of ajab a j a i b you'll come right to it it's not always that easy with books searching for books at archive.org but that one turned out really well and it's easy to find i just tried it and it worked very very easily it's the first entry at the top, you know. So, just type in the light of a jabe at archive.org, and you'll access this book. If not, I can certainly send you a link to it. My contact information is as follows: the email address is james at spiritualawakeningradio.com, or you can send me a text message at this number: text me at 508 603 9381 visit my website spiritualawakeningradio.com at the website you'll find a donate button you'll find links to social media sites and pay attention to the orange B button that takes you to blogger or blogspot I am very active all of a sudden at blogger and uh, you can click on the W button as well at my website which takes you to WordPress which I'm using uh, as a mirror of Blogger. Both of those sites have the same exact information posted. One mirrors the other and I'm very active right now building a new Sant Mat Radhaswamy e-library and uh, it's going to have a portal through the library tab of my website but in order to have a portal, you have to have something already constructed. And I've been working for the last few weeks on adding sections of my library at my santmont blogspot blog, as well as at WordPress. And so if you go to either of those, you'll see what's been going on there as of late, the various sections of the santmont e-library. Charts of the Heavens, Lineage, charts of the various Santmat gurus of the ages 10 Sikh gurus, Radhaswami gurus Tulsi Sahib gurus and so on Uh, contemporary Santmat books the Julian Johnson section, Kirpal Singh section, Kabir section, Adi Granth Sikh guru section and so on so just click on the W or the B when you're at my website, spiritualawakeningradio.com, and you'll see what's been going on at my blogs as of late. Tune in again next week at this same time for another edition of Spiritual Awakening Radio.